word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day, unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com, off the rip. The beginning or onset of some activity or likewise. See, off the top, a derivative, a derivative ooh, of off the top, off the rip. The beginning or onset of some activity or likewise. And our actual word of the day that you can use in conversation. I mean, I guess you could use off the rip in conversation. Yeah, you could slide that in there. This one might be a little bit tougher. This is a little more sophisticated. Abusage. Improper use of words, unidiomatic or ungrammatical language. Abusage. Yeah, I'm not using that word today. Not using abusage. No, I don't think I'll slide that in there. It's cool. But off the rip, might we have a Potential. lot of this basically all this show is is off the rip. Is just we have I even tried texting you. I was like, is there what like we have a list of things that we will be talking about, and yet it's still mostly majority off the rip. It really just doesn't make sense, but it keeps going. It's like our favorite, well, I could say my favorite, maybe not your favorite. Dan Levitard says, a marching band to nowhere. It's just hustling and bustling, banging and clanging around into each other, making noise, but still never going anywhere. At least we do the noise part good. Yeah, we do. We do a very good job. With that being said, you ready to go? Yep. Let's get it on. I wait for you, California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things to do before I die. Oh, yeah. I wait for you. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things to do before I die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to rest. Shorty want to kids. me like a pig, one way I'm a model, catalog of sits, see me rolling Tupac, I'ma get it on my own, had to move away to get me closer to the ocean, seashell, had to get it myself, at the house since a young and I've been paying my bills, for the longest I don't need you, all you niggas see through, round up motherfuckers I can wait through, too much money to be making it wide, work for myself like all you niggas aren't it. Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up, like, what are you doing today? I'm making first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my day. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth and I need to first apologize. Did you start the show? I can't even hear. I need to first apologize to my friend and co-host in that order, Matteo Pulverari. No wonder Flan didn't show up today. (laughs) For for not giving him the heads up that we were hitting record and the intro music came blasting in the headphones. You're slowly getting rid of Flan's hearing. So This is uh, all an elaborate... My hearing... What do you think? I can... Well, I guess I was ready for it because I knew that I was hitting record, but (laughs) at the same time, like, I sat there right through it just because I can slowly feel my hearing going too. I got headphones on all day, bro. Yep. Five days a week. And then, you know, for... Flan hurt. 
for two hours on a, on the weekend. Blood, well, sweat, and tears. You know, I I do this. I do this here. Do it for what you love. Yeah. No, but yeah, the headphones. I definitely. There's the producer ahead of me. The head producer. Real quick tangent here. At work, I can tell he's really deaf because when I go to plug my headphones into the board, when I go to do the producing for the part of the show that I do, uh, it's it comes after him. He's got the volume on the board about 10, sometimes 15 decibels higher than I need it to be. And anybody that does anything with music or does fit 10 to 15 decibels, you could just take the podcast that you're listening to right now and hit the up volume or hit the up button on your volume about three times and that'll be the difference and you will listen to that with your headphones in and then when i come in i knock that thing down because he puts it at about minus mm-hmm. 10 on the board i have mine at around minus 22 decibels because it's talk radio bro you know there's like there's no reason to be listening that hard maybe for the phone line just to make sure that the other person's phone line's good but other than that it's like why are you doing that to yourself that doesn't make sense you have anything to get off your chest real quick? <laughs> no, I'm just happy I can still hear. Just a real that's, that's got to be awful to look over at him and be like, well, that's my future. Oh, to, that's, no, that's well, poten- no, poten- no. Potentially. I, I was going to say, there's, it's, what he is is he's a good, uh, good yield sign or, you know, just a good warning sign for, hey, watch yourself. Otherwise, you, this, you, you could end up like mm-hmm. this, you know. Like, uh, I just sometimes not always the happiest. And I'm just like, I don't ever want to lose that joy of what I do because I do have wh- that joy of what I do. It's just that getting up in early in the morning sucks, but everybody else gets up early in the morning, too. So I'm not really one to complain, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it is something we do take for granted, though. I mean, I, I in my car, I have a level that I can tell like 18 or 19 when I'm turning it up. And then now I've been at 22, 23. And I was like, yeah. OK, it's slow. And yeah. same in the gym, too, yeah. the way, you know, everybody uses their headphones. Oh, man. And it's like I thought I was getting I thought I was going deaf. And then I came to the slow realization that whatever Cowherd's doing with his podcast, the, the syndication of his or the 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 um, what am I, summary of his show, the best of that. <laughs> They've been recording that thing at super low level, so they need to turn that up for me because that's the one podcast that I listen to on a day-to-day basis where i got to jack it up a little bit, and I think to myself, am I losing my hearing? No, 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 no. It's just it's just a recording. It's just a recording. But, okay, let's get it started with, uh, even though Flan's not here, we're still going to bring fratitude to the show. So we have so Alpha, Beta, Zeta. Alpha, me, because <laughs> I'm taking a trip to Canada. I'm going to go visit Kurt. So that's officially booked. 600 and something dollars later. We are taking a trip via Air Canada on August 16th and won't be back until August 25th. So if you're thinking ahead and you're already thinking, wow, what, what are the fourth and fifth Sunday Cohort Sports Report show podcast going to look like from now? They're not going to be happening. There's not going to be a podcast on the 18th or 25th. So rest easy. There's obviously not going to be one on the 21st. I'll be in Canada. I could do a recording with Kurt, though, and get some content. Might do that. <laughs> Mental check for later. There you go. But I might forget that, so <laughs> hopefully I don't. And then we'll be back on the 28th for the show. But taking it back to Canada, yeah, just told that fool I was going to go out there and visit him and Jenna, and now we're going to do it. So if anybody has any suggestions as to what to do in the Pentington area, I think I just pronounced it correctly. It's about uh, three hours east of Vancouver, in an hour south of Kelowna, you tell me what could be done. I'm, I'm down to go to Vancouver. I'm actually flying into Vancouver. I have a layover there for about two hours, so I won't be able to explore Vancouver. But I'll be able to say that I technically landed in Vancouver. You get to put the little pin when you're at somewhere and being like, oh, I've been here. Yes, exactly. Right? Book my – stamp my passport. Stamp it. It's still going to get sp- – it's going to get stamped to Vancouver, I think. 
Yeah, it should, right? It should, uh, that's but the I first don't know. Enter. Exactly. <laughs> like stamp it. Yes. So there you go. Verified. What are you What are you most excited about with seeing Canada? He works at a brewery, so I'm excited to see. And that sounds really, really alcoholic of me, and I'm you know upset that that's the first thing I'm excited about. But they have. He, he works at a brewery there. They have a plethora of beers available that I know we should probably be able to get the hookup on, which is dope. And then there is a lake that is around there that is very popular. So I look forward to spending some sunny days with a cold brew in my hand and waiting in the lake waters of Lake Okanagan, I think is what it's called or something like that, hmm. if I remember correctly. Now I want to see their beer list. Yeah. Or look it up on Instagram. I think it's cannerybrewing.com. Hmm. Okay. Maybe not. If it's Canada, it might be .ca. Just Google yeah, cannery, cannery Brewery. Okay. So you tell me, what is that right now? Three, two, one. what does it look like? I'm still typing it in. That three, doesn't three, work three, for me, Mateo. I'm a desktop person. Oh, I know. We'll get to yeah. that. New tunes. Yes. I want more of the Wombats. Do you have Those anything? Do you, oh, I know. I kind of let the music oh, play there, there for a second. I got distracted. Do we have an update on the cannery brewing? Yep, found a king. Is a king cannery? No, that's North Carolina. There's two. There nope, it's there just it a CB. There, there you go. Oh. You got it. You tricky dick. I wonder if they actually have hazies. Has the hazy trend made it to Canada? Dude, what makes a hazy beer hazy? I've asked this before millions of times, and I just don't you know. You should just take the snippet from last week's show when we were talking about it. It's pretty much that it's it's dry hop. They they just dry hop That's right, a you ton. did it to this yeah, a ton I'm of it. sorry. And so then it's unfiltered, and then it leaves a hazy... <laughs> It just leaves it hazy. It started in it started in uh, the East Coast and it's become a trend here because it's mm. it's very juicy and it's not it's as a hop ab- yeah it's not as hop abrasive either. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That was messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Okay. You know, people in the the wine and beer industry they love talking about. It. They're more than happy to talk about it. Oh, they do have hazy. It's exciting. Okay. Oh, and they have a maple stout. So the Al- Canadian. I, yeah, I look forward to it, man. This got a, it's, it's good. Alpha trip to Canada. It's happening soon. Happening. I, I had to book that flight sooner or later. Air Canada, take care of me, please. Beta. I have two. Fitness Instagrams. I say this with all due respect because my cousin has now decided to dedicate his Instagram page into a personal training page, and I am this close. And for the listener, you don't know how close this is. It could be. Very close. It could be not close at all, but I am this close to unfriending him on Instagram because I am so tired of the motivational post after motivational post in addition to, hey, try this workout if you have some time. Do you feel he's on the flip side and he's like, if Jeff posts another podcast, I am going to, I'm unfriending. I had a cousin do that to me though. Really? I had a cousin, I had a cousin uh, unfriend me on Snapchat because I was early on in the, in the early or in this process, I did a lot of promotion on Snapchat. And so I, I stopped doing it on Snapchat, and I've since added that cousin back, so we're good, because I told him, I was like, I don't do the Snapchat stuff anymore. So, But, yeah, it used to be a real grassroots, just bombard text message inboxes and Snapchats with this. Okay, it wasn't like your story. He wasn't upset. About, you were, like, directly sending him oh, a Oh, no, snap. it'd be the story, too. And then, so that's I don't what see I was, much of an issue. It was the whole nine yards. And then... I've since evolved to now strictly more just Instagram and Twitter because that's a little bit, that's a broader audience. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I'm focusing in on people I know and like, you know, bothering them. They know where it's at. They can find it if they really want to listen to. But 
every day, every day, and this day was no different. I woke up at like nine o'clock and I saw that, you know, 45 minutes ago, this had been posted. And the thing was, is that it was a picture that he'd clearly set up himself where he went and mounted the camera, put the timer on and then did it. And I was just like, wow, this is too much. I'm a hater. I'm sipping Haterade early in the morning and still later tonight. What but, what ex- what gym exercise annoys you the most when you go on Instagram and you have to s- see motor? It's literally just any to the point now where it's like I don't like seeing booty workouts anymore on Instagram because like, everybody does it. I've seen so many of them, I've grown numb. So now the less I see, if I see one occasionally, I might be like, oh damn, all right, I remember this. This is nostalgia. But now it just seems like there's so much that it's just. You know, like I should, I should have a better ass than half of the asses I see on Instagram because of all the ass workouts I've seen. I'm, I'm on any machine workout at this point. I just, I have no interest in seeing. It's assisted. There's so many risks that are involved using it. I'm, I still watch deadlift. I'm impressed by people like in deadlift and which is actually like a really useless exercise. Come to find mm-hmm, out. Yep. It's why most of the, if you go into any NFL training room, they're not doing deadlifts. They're doing mm-hmm. cleans and, and such like that, which is just interesting to think about. The other beta that I have is Bleacher Report. Why? Because I am a fan of Bleacher Report and their website, and then all of a sudden they decided to change it. And I don't like what they did. I don't like it. I want it changed back. Bleacher Report, please do this as per request by the Cohort Sports Report. The desktop website is not working. I can't, I can't do it. And you, you are a de- you're a desktop website kind of guy. Yes, I am, because I didn't know there was this much... I guess Twitter switch. You use Twitter, a desktop? What is wrong with Twitter? That one, that's like originally how it should be used because it it would you could update. It would update and tell you the number I'm of tweets. I'm pretty sure Twitter's just supposed to be an app. There's just a website by accident, like a desktop version. I'm pretty sure it started first. Like why? Like in your in the morning, you have Twitter on, and then I like to read when I'm... I'm, I'm from a different generation. <laughs> I'm not some sheeple that's stuck to my phone. I wait till after I leave. Then I have to use the Twitter app. But it's nice. I have Twitter in one, one window open. And then I have an article that I'm reading, Athletic, Bleacher Report, or something that I've opened from I Twitter. I multitask. Yeah, I multitask. Twice as productive. I can tweet about the article that I'm reading as I'm reading it. Yeah, it's crazy to me. There are just so many people just in their bed Wow, could you it. imagine anything more boring than live tweeting an article that you're reading? Pretty much, pretty much anything that's being tweeted by people is pretty boring <laughs> at, at this point. God. All right. And then the Zeta... I have is this heat wave because it caused for me not one but two lazy weekends. I haven't done jack shit the past two Saturdays and Sundays except walk my dog and do laundry. And uh, those were the list of my accomplishments. And we did podcasts, so that was super. At least productive. you have that. You've, yeah, you've done back to back. Those three were key. I don't know. Did we do an episode on Wednesday? The days all blend together, man. The heat wave is making it tough. I think we did do an episode on Wednesday. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we did. I don't remember. I don't believe you. It's did. all just blending together. It's not healthy. It's not good. So, what did you do during this heat wave? Oh, uh, I was just in the back of uh, the warehouse at Oliver's oh, counting yeah, wine. It's bitch. inventory time. Was it that? Was it hot in the warehouse? Yeah, it's or awful. Was it cold? We oh, have no, yeah, 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 it okay. sucks. So I'm just pounding water and just Ugh. counting pallets of wine. Yeah, just living the dream. I drove and I tried to deliver some fantasy football money this t- today, and so I got to get in the AC a little bit. The car, it's just. It's ridiculous, man. Anything over 95 degrees just feels the same. I'm just happy it's not humid. 
That's true. It could be a lot worse. If it was humid, I'd be miserable. But yeah, I would, I would physically be miserable and probably just grow ill. Like I'll admit, I'm, I'm California soft because like it's 8:50 and I'm driving to work and I was like, you know what? I want the AC. It's been hot. It's been. <laughs> I don't have AC at my place. It's warm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I am turning on. It is a, it is a warm 79 degrees. Right? The humidity like, is around 20 percent. <laughs> I need some AC right now. Meanwhile, people on the East Coast got it like. 90 degrees with like 95 percent humidity right rolling like, blackouts my goodness gracious <laughs> no know. thank you i will say i really enjoy at this time when the the cool like fog comes in and you get a little bit of a breeze like that's the perfect weather for me <laughs> that's why we pay the t- state tax is <laughs> oh is that, that why we pay all these yeah, taxes oh well, yeah is that why we pay all these taxes you have to justify it somewhere awesome right? yes gotta find some way all right let's move on to some talking points so spring training has finally sprung, and every single season? every single team. Oh, spring! What did I say? Spring training. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Training camps. So yes, training camps. Spring training. My bad. Training camps have sprung, and every team is now practicing, getting ready for the preseason, which starts next weekend. We made it. Thank God. This this is the last weekend without football. Without somewhat slightly competitive football, college or pro, until like February, f- mid February. So, congratulations on making it this far. I've never been more excited for a football season just for content purposes. <laughs> and because, man, baseball, you tried really hard this year, but you know, we got the best we could with the juice balls and the foul pull and the extending the net and the, all that good stuff. But I'm glad that I'm low key glad that football is back because there's so much to talk about. Well, it's rough. If baseball just did their trade deadline last week, they wouldn't have any, like... Oh, they would have dominated right? the news cycle. Because it's awesome. For a day. The, yeah, it's awesome getting all the updates and, and having some fucking player movement in baseball for once. Yeah, no. And nope, there's st- I'm still like, okay, I wonder what happened at Niners camp we'll today. Find out. We'll find out next week. Yep. Yeah, so what are you looking forward to with this with this uh, training camps so far? So far, for what I've seen, uh, Kyler Murray, I've, 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 everything of their offense and I haven't all seen the different things. Any video on him yet? Uh, he looks awesome. I haven't been on Twitter much though, so I haven't or I haven't looked at you're, NFL Twitter much. You've been probably in Can- you looking up Canada. I was. You got to start booking no, your vacation. I I did. I booked the flight, but I'm just saying I was you know kind of focused on international Dang. affairs. I was studying the CFL. So. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Lamar Jackson's the other one. It's pretty much just the quarterbacks and and the new. I like seeing like the offenses that are rising up with the young guys and seeing how they're going to respond. I mean, Arizona is going through such a different culture shock compared to Lamar, you were talking about it. You touched on it last week, Lamar Jackson. How you what you saw was a triple option that they were looking into, or yep, yeah, all the different things. So how yep. yeah, I mean, he, he couldn't complete a pass against the Chargers until the the fourth quarter of that game. Well. Training camp is important for me because I, I get to look at the storylines and then I get to decide which teams I'm going to root against the most this year. <laughs> and I haven't 100% decided, but the Browns are definitely making a great case for a team that I'm going to just root against abnormally more because aside from the fact that they're in the division. And, you know, maybe the Giants, but that's also a little unfair because those are the two teams that are getting the most coverage, which is that's going to be natural. The Giants are just fun to kick around. I can't forget about my Patriot and Cowboy disdain. Cowboys really just their fans and just, you know, Jerry Jones in general. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I don't, you know what it is? It's, I don't, I, I take that back. I have more disdain for the Patriots organization than I do for the Cowboys. It's just fun to watch the Cowboys get in their own way. 
I feel with the Pats, you just you're trying to find something because you know what's happening, what's gonna happen. You're gonna reach it's December, inevitable. right? Yep, you, that's the perfect word. You're gonna reach December, January, and you're like, shit, this is happening again. Yeah, you just really it's hope Groundhog that Day. their September is always about 500, and October's where they start to kind of get it together, and then November's where they they hit full stride, and it's just like, oh shit. So you really have to hope that there's just some trip ups in November. In, in December. Otherwise, you're totally screwed for when it comes to January and then inevitably February, which is just like, good God, let's get over with this. You know, let's get this over with already. I miss I miss the feeling of, of week two, week three, week four, where mm-hmm. it was just like, it felt like there were still so many possibilities. Right. The Dolphins are beating, you're like, the Dolphins are beating them. Yeah, for real, on a trick, <laughs> or, I mean, on a freak play. <laughs> they're still pulling it off. I just think it's it's interesting because I don't, I don't know who the divisional favorites are this year. It seems like there's a little bit more leveling out, really, with with the NFL. Like the, I mean, the NFL. I mean, the NBA is going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably some. Like, obviously, the Patriots winning the AFC East. I want to biasly say the Steelers win the AFC North, but there's people that have the Ravens winning it. There's people that have the Browns mm-hmm. winning it. You know, then you go over to the NFC West, right? You think that the Niners are probably going to be contending for it, don't you? Yeah, and I'm sure Flan thinks the Seahawks are going to be contending for it too. I'm sure Flan, Flan does not. Well, Flan just wishes ill upon that entire franchise, that city, that city in general. And then you know the Rams are still there to play with the Cardinals. Are probably thinking that they're on an uptick. They're nowhere near them winning the division though. And then you go to the NFC North. Like, is it going to be the Bears? Is it going to be the Packers? The Vikings are still. The, we'll, we'll see what happens with Kirk Cousins. Well, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I just read the stat from Bill Barnwell. It was two last place teams last year made the playoffs. The year before that, a last place team made. So that's why you have optimism everywhere. All 32 teams. And, and we talked. We've touched upon it before. Quarterback plays improved all around. There's probably 17 to 20. Not great quarterbacks, but I mean, compared to what we normally we're, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, above average quarterbacks, and that makes a huge difference too, especially since the rules are skewed so heavily towards mm-hmm. passing. It it can take an above above average quarterback to win a division, but it will take more than an above average quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I think we can agree on that. What was the last above average? Just Nick above, Foles. Really, you gonna say Nick Foles? I think Nick Foles hat was. We'll see what happens with Foles in Jacksonville this year. But considering his past history, though. That's true. I will say that. Okay, before I mean, Nick Foles then, be who was the last meh quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Ooh, I mean, but it's not even winning a Super Bowl. I mean, we were talking about just winning a division, though, Well, to be fair. We Su- said, we uh, well, we agreed that an above-average quarterback like a Nick Foles could probably win you a division, mm-hmm. but he ain't winning you a Super Bowl, and that's where you interjected with, well, Nick Foles has done that. So I said, all right, let's give me the one before Nick Foles. Who was the last above above average quarterback who may have not even won the division but still won a Super Bowl? Eli Manning. <laughs> That's true. Right. Eli, I mean, and then the guys Jack that have Man- if we keep going back, uh, guys that have gotten there. I mean, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, Trent Dilfer, Mark Bolger, Jake Delhomme. Um, who else was there? Eagle fans Jake would be more Delhomme. than happy to say Donovan McNabb the way they tre- the way they treat them, him. Yeah, Donovan McNabb was to a de- to a degree, depending on what side you're on. Kaepernick is one. Hmm. I think who else? You know what's gonna be interesting is the Saints, mm-hmm. because I I I mean I worship at the altar of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then Michael Thomas is who. I once said Mike Evans was possibly number one wide receiver in the league. I misspoke. I meant to say Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas could make an argument for being one of the number one wide receivers in the league. Yeah, he's definitely got a case. I think if you're going to throw him up there, the, the wide receivers that I would say you could you could you could 
make a case for Mike, Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown. Who else am I missing? Julio Jones. Maybe even, maybe, maybe even T.Y. Hilton. Is that too controversial? No, that's insane. That's if you're insane? not going to put Odell on there, there's no way I, well, to. I, oh, okay, I forgot Odell. Okay. okay, we could throw Odell on there that you could make a case for. Sorry, I, that's who I was thinking I was I was forgetting was Odell and Julio. Okay, I think then maybe, t, maybe T.Y. I would say Juju's, actually. Juju's you could throw a, Juju on there. Juju. You're throwing Juju on there. Yeah. That is not me. Yeah, Let the non, record show. A non-Stealer's opinion, I, I would think Juju's going to make a really, I mean, of really course, good I think case. Juju's obviously going to make yeah. a number one case, you know, but I mean, it's like whatever, <laughs> whatever I think because it's obviously biased. <laughs> And then you go to like a, maybe like a Stefan Diggs. No, is that maybe reaching too much? Probably reaching. Okay. But I mean, he's he's still. So I just gave you a, I just gave you about yeah. six or seven wide receivers that could make a case for best wide receiver in the league, and people want to keep on going off about DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. It's just going to be interesting to see what those other names do. Obviously, AJ Green once he comes back from his injury, we'll see what happens. But I, I think he's definitely missing week one. Yeah, he's he's, yeah six to eight weeks. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Especially when you guys all. I guess the field is really bad out there at the University of Dayton. Mm-hmm. And they Taj claim- Boyd said he they went through it was absolutely awful. Yeah, and then they claim that they, the Bengals management looked through it and they cleared it today. Yeah. Well, I told you the jockstrap story about the Bengals, right? No, I don't remember about that. the TJ Hushmanzada interview where he talked about what the Bengals organization was like before. Um, oh, did they have to wear the same jock straps? They toss them in a pile. They all get water, or, you know, and then they just, like, grab from it again. That's and, uh, awful. And it was before, um, it was before, who was the coach that was, no, Marvin Lewis got there. They didn't even have a Gatorade machine in the thing or, like, anywhere. Like I, water say, I thought the John, the, there was the John York story of the late 2000s of him charging for Gatorade. So. Oh, man. that's. I that's thought that was bad. Shiced. Oof. Yeesh. Yeah, no, thank you. And then, I mean, obviously, I want to see what the Steelers are going to do. I'm excited. You'll mm-hmm. see what the Niners do. I, it's it's funny. There's a lot of people. My Twitter, from what I did see this weekend, there's a lot of Raider stuff getting retweeted on my timeline by some people that oh, I follow. This is going to be fun to watch you with God, Raider fans. man. It's just can you delusional. But, I mean, it's like I'm still curious because they don't, they're not, the Raider fans that I have asked are not setting, they're not setting goalposts. They are not setting any clear-cut like goals of like what to say is successful, mm-hmm. what is good. Like they're the I I really think Raider Nation is just gonna take this team on a week by week basis. Should we set up our goalpost for our teams? No, not yet. You don't want not it? yet. It's way too early, man. I haven't seen any preseason action or anything. Like I mean, you know, this this is right around the time of year where I get my illegal streams activated again, so that way I can get the uh, the Steelers, you know, broadcast of, of preseason games and then. You know, you get the you get NFL Red Zone about two, three weeks into the mm-hmm. season, see if you can get it for a discount. So unless they're doing a special right now, then I might pounce on that. But I'd be ready because I think they're going to do Red Zone for every preseason game, so that'll be good. Oh, that, that's awesome. So like, even true. if there's only three preseason games on one night, then Red Zone might pop on that night and just broadcast the three games. Oh, that'd be great. That'll make up for them when they play like the three Saturday games, three Saturday games, the Monday night game and the Thursday night game. And then I get a Sunday where it's only like six games on red zone. Yeah. Well, that's just for what, when is that? When does that happen? That's not until like usually not week 10. The, yeah. Week, it's, like it's a little later, later in, the in the year, but I, cause still, I was going to say, cause I still feel they find ways to chip away at week, my red zone. Week one is the prime time to have it because you've got the Thursday game and the, the, 
the Sunday night game and the two Monday nights. So you have that's the abnormal. Well, week two is really the week to have it because you have mm-hmm. the Thursday and the Monday night, and then there's 14 games that are going to be played on Sunday. So that's going to be like usually 10 and four. I think it 10 four like 10. And, excuse me, jeez. 10 in the morning, and then you get the four afternoon games, or maybe they go eight and six. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's just a glorious time to have it. And, yeah, I don't move at all. Yeah, it's, I, I love it. I, I, by the end of it, I feel disgusting. I'm like, I really should have done done something, but, uh, no, but no, I'm fired up. No, no, not at all. And then you've got about an hour to clean yourself up before Sunday night football starts. So, And then I don't feel little, guilty at all. A little bit of recharge, and then you have to watch the Cowboys against the Eagles on Sunday night football. Oh, God, yeah. Just talk about, you know, oh, the crazy off season and the preseason and we'll see how it fares out and then you end up sitting through like what like a seventeen fifteen game or something like that. How do you treat preseason? I I I invest absolutely nothing into it. I at least not the final result and not anything that has to do with um starters. I look at it more as a thing for purely backups and guys that I think can come in and plug and play in roles for the starters, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, like, a good example of that was last year I was looking at our wide receiver play. So I became fairly familiar with James Washington, and I was seeing to see if Ken Griffey's kid made the team, but they ended up cutting him. So the Steelers did. They, they had Ken Griffey Jr.'s kid on the, uh, on the team, which I thought was pretty cool. I was like, yeah, just keep him on there. Nope, nope, not worth it. Could have so, sold a couple of jerseys. Yeah, probably. I would have bought one. He's been a practice squad player for sure, though. But, so, yeah, I, I mean, you take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you look at it for preseason? What do you look at preseason It's for? fun when you have an exciting, like, backup, like a fifth or sixth-round quarterback that can make the games inter- entertaining. Like, I like I like having a quarterback that completes about 50% of his passes, but he's mobile. And then you have to decide, of like, is he good enough to make it even as a backup? What's the worst week of preseason? I think week Four. one is – week. No, week one has to be the worst week of preseason. And the best week of preseason obviously has to be week three because you yeah. get most of the starters. But I will say if you're looking for the middle ground between two and four, that's still entertaining because you have guys that are playing for jobs. Now, granted, in week two – it's fourth and fifth stringers looking to make it and latch on to week three to when they're inevitably mm-hmm. cut in week three. But in week four, you have those guys who are like, we could make you a third stringer, we could make you a floating positional player, or we could just cut you. It depends on how you play in this game. Like, So I think you know, week one's just the roughest because it's like... You just you get, get a the, little bit of a taste. You The starters are out there for maybe two series. You get a backup for the first quarter. I think for the rest of the first quarter and maybe a little bit in the second, and then it's just third, fourth, and fifth stringers just going out there. Well, and we'll see the way the Rams treated if they're going to – because they only played – was it only one preseason that most of their starters played? Was game if three? Any, I think. Yeah, and so I've, I've already started seeing guys get ruled out for the first preseason I mean, it game. makes sense. If you have the star- – if you know the guys that are under contract mm-hmm. already and you have starters and guys that you plan on working in, then I think that you should work the young guys and see who's going to make it into that backup role and see then – if those guys are worth challenging your starters already for a spot. But even then, it might be a little unfair to the starters because they might not be working as hard as those guys. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I agree with you, too. I mean, if there's only so many reps that they have and how many reps can go around throughout a season. Um, yeah. Urban Meyer, oh, geez, Urban Meyer was, um, was talking with Colin Cowherd about it and saying how in college, how spring practice, they used to go from having guys hit 20, he was talking to Bill Belichick actually about it in, in in training camp how they used to have full contact, full pads, full contact 
per day, per practice, probably are in the range of like 24 to 30 drills or reps of drills that involved contact. Now it's only up to like six reps. So you've got to get your work in fast mm-hmm. and just stay loose for training camp because you're trying to preserve these guys' bodies yep. for not only an entire season but also years down the road. So And it leads to a sloppy week one. Pretty much week one through three is pretty sloppy in terms of tackling. In front, yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can still pick out who's going to make the who, who stands yeah. a good chance of making well, a name for themselves based off of what you expect. Yeah, plus your team's in a different position, though. I mean, you're pretty much, I would say, 45 man roster is almost set. If you're a really bad team like I've had with the Niners, it's like half the roster. The first one that Shanahan took on, mm-hmm. the fourth preseason game, an open trial. yeah, it was really interesting because from outside of Hoyer, you know, all the quarterbacks can make the, the spot. Most of the running backs had a chance, most of the receivers. So, I mean, as a Niners fan that's entering a team that you hope is competitive this year, it feels like more of the roster spots are set up, so it doesn't feel as urgent going into the fourth game. That's true. I didn't really think about that. I'm watching, I'm, I'm watching a team that's maybe got like eight that's maybe got like eight open spots, if that, on mm-hmm. the team to see what's going to happen. And I mean, obviously some of those positions are a little bit crucial. Like, I'm interested to see what they do with tight end. I'm interested so. to see your guys' receivers. Especially the, God, is the fourth-round pick that uh, Deontay. Yeah, that Colbert really liked. Uh-huh. Like He's already gotten really good reviews coming out of camp. Yep. Yeah. And I forgot you guys have Moncrief, too. You're yawning. Jesus, I'm sorry. We have Moncrief, Juju, James Washington, and then that fourth-rounder, I believe, that Deontay. Mm-hmm. Whose last name I'm blanking on currently. It's not Johnson, is it? I think it's Jackson. Jackson? Jackson or Johnson. Deontay, though. And he spells it kind of weird. D E I O N T A E or something like that. So kind of weird. But. All right. Next up on Talking Points, I have fantasy football. Because with the return comes the return of fantasy football. Mateo. Yes, bitch. Formal invitation to join the Cohort Sports Report Fantasy Football League. Hashtag I'm in. It's like the Pro Bowl. Okay. Congratulations. You will be filling a spot that is vacant due to circumstance. And then, yeah, Tim will be giving up his spot for you. We will also be adding in another member. We're looking to the possibility of adding two teams. If you're interested in joining the Cohort Sports Report Fantasy Football League, we're looking for two teams. I have no issue doing a a 10-team league again. There's no issue. It means that there'll be plenty to choose from from the bench, and it'll be pretty operable on a week-to-week basis. Loaded teams. 12 teams is just me being getting a little greedy and wanting to fill up the pot. Because although I did not win it last year, I was in the semifinals, and I will win this year. Who's the defending champ? Bobo. Who's Bobo? <laughs> Who's this Bobo you speak of? Bobo. You have is, he, was, he was in the league last year. I played Little League Baseball with him way back in the day. So did uh, these names might not sound familiar at all. Ryan Perry, Tellemalor, Chris Kwok. Well, no, Chris didn't play in that league, and Billy didn't play in that league. But Basically, everybody that's in this league has a tie to the show in one shape or another, whether I know them, Flan knows them, or combined we know them. Or like my dad's in it because mm-hmm. I told him a while ago that I would play fantasy football with him. And then as I was making the league last year, I remembered, oh, shit, you told dad that you would do fantasy football with him. Well, it looks like he's in this league that you're making. so And it's pretty entertaining to watch him get in his own way. So <laughs> it really is. It, that man yeah. monitors the waiver wire like nobody's business and will still guaranteed. I, I put down 
75% of the time will still make the wrong waiver move. Just when it is standing there smacking him in the face is the which move to make. He's gotten a little bit better as mm -hmm. the years have gone on. He's grown a little bit wiser. But, man, at first was it something to behold. And I always thought to myself, I would run you in fantasy football. And I think I didn't have to play him in the playoffs. But he's in the same division as me, the way we have it broken down. So, again, possibly extending it to 12 teams. But as of right now, we stand at 10. We have the 10 locked in. They're all ready to go. I just paid Quok the runner-up prize money. I still need to pay Bobo the grand prize money. And thank you for not returning my text message, Bobo, if you're listening to this. So you let me know when you want that money, and then you can get it because you're going to turn around and give me 20 bucks back anyway for the league fee. So totally cool. Do you, do you, make, you, you don't just take it. Do you make them turn around and hand you 20? No, because, see, the you thing is, is that it was a 150-50 split, right? But because he, he, didn't, he was the only one that actually didn't pay the league fee. So I told him, I said, all right, you're going to get the buck 30. You're not getting a buck 50 because, mm. you know, you, I mean, you would have paid. You would, that would have been the 20 bucks that you had put in anyway. So here's the buck 30. Or he took the longest on paying me for the league fee, I should say. Even Perry got it to me over Venmo, which I'm still not 100% sure about, but we'll be taking a look at that. So I saw the 20 bucks in my inbox. I was like, all right, I'll take it. That counts. So all I know is that adjustments have to be made this year because this league was extremely, extremely generous to the defense. So I don't I don't know if that means anything to you if you're ready for it or not. Here I'm gonna see if I can find some of these. So do I actually have rules. to value defense? Take a look at this. No, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make sure I change it because the point system for point for for just points and yardage allowed, right? Because when I was making the league, I thought to myself, this has become such an offensive centric league now that I'm gonna make a fantasy league that rewards defense. Wrong, wrong. I got screwed multiple times because <laughs> of this. Ten points for zero points allowed. Eight for one to six. Six for seven to thirteen. Four for fourteen to seventeen. Two for eighteen to twenty-one. It wasn't until and then I just had a gray area from twenty-one to twenty-eight, mm -hmm. where it was like whatever. And then once your defense started to give up twenty-eight to thirty-four points, that's when it minus two, and at forty-six plus you get minus six. So twice last year. I had a defense get me minus four points, plus on top of everything else that happened with them to go wrong. And then if they allow less than 100 yards, then they get eight, and so on and so forth. The, the special teams was also very generous. I think I'm going to keep it, though, because I liked what it did for kicking. I need to find it real quick. Sorry. What do you think about those, the defensive scoring metric? It actually seems kind of fair, considering all the offense that's out there. <laughs> so I shouldn't change it? Mm, I'd still dial it back a bit. Just the points. Yeah, yeah, maybe like a point here and there. Kicking. All right, here you go. How about this one? This is. I felt like this was super fair for kicking because kicking has become a total crapshoot for whatever mm. reason. Each each PAT one, each missed PAT minus one. A field goal from zero to thirty nine three points. A field goal from forty to forty nine four points. A field goal from fifty plus five points. A missed field goal from zero to thirty nine minus three points. A missed field goal from 40 to 49 minus two, and I was not penalizing for a field goal missed over 50 yards because that's. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think most times it's a crapshoot anyway. Mm -hmm. So seems I, fair. I remember, some, yeah, one year when the extra point was still at the was it two yard line, mm -hmm. we used to make it just as a joke, like minus 10 or minus 12, and then we forgot to adjust it the year they moved back. 
And it completely, oh. yeah, it was a really so bad. So when you miss, yeah, you, it was oh, a really no. bad error. It was in there just as a joke. It was, it was a and throw it, in, and, and it ended up screwing probably like probably eighty percent of the league. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was my family league, and so the rules wow. carry over, and so whoever wins the league becomes the commissioner. Commissioner gets to come up with the rules, and so I threw that out there, I think, to my dad, and he put it in there, and then we just forgot to adjust it. This league is a little different than others you might have played. You get seventeen players, you get seven on the ten starters, seven on the bench, and one on injured reserve. So if somebody's out for two to three weeks, you can throw them on there, and it'll be cool. You can pick up somebody in the interim. You don't have to get rid of them. It's come up useful for me before. You can have up to you, so obviously you got a starting quarterback, mm -hmm. two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. Do you get a fullback? No. A defensive player, a defense and special teams, and a kicker. Oh, so it's IDP. So you have a defensive An individual. player. Yes. Oh, okay. And I can tell you right now from experience. Is that a crapshoot? No. You want to kind of pick a linebacker. Linebacker safety is usually your best bet. You want somebody that spends a lot of time in the box to rack up the so tackles. All the time. And then, you know, I've seen guys go with DNs that get the sacks because I think you mm -hmm. get two, two points for a sack. I'm looking at the defensive player. Each sack is two points, one, one point for a tackle. You get three for a block punt, point after a field goal, two for an interception. You get one for a fumble recovery, two for a fumble forced, and two for a safety. I like it. You're trying to have like an actual – you have to field like an actual team. Yeah, pretty much. How many, I, fl how many flex spots? Was there just one? Just one. You're not a two-flex person or a no. two-quarterback person? No. No, none of that nonsense. you got to make the decision. No shenanigans. You can have two great quarterbacks. It's just hopefully <laughs> they don't have two easy weeks to end up. This sucks up a bench spot. Yeah, right. Not what I was going for at all. Yeah, no, and I can tell you that just based off of this, the toughest thing about last year was, was running backs. That was the ultimate. I think that ended up being the ultimate difference maker. If we were to run back episodes of where you had to sit there and listen to us bitch about the fantasy league that you'll mm -hmm. now be able to partake in. So congratulations to you, Pat's on your back. I'm sure the I'm sure the listeners are just stoked that there's a third person that's there's literally going to be an entire segment talking about fantasy football. No apologies whatsoever because maybe you too will also be screwed by the same player, or maybe you too will also be able to joyously sing along in the praises of a player that made or break made or broke broke your week. Jesus you, almost broke my mouth. You random listener, join the league. That's on. There's right. there's an option there. It's, it's there's open. An option. Jeff's there's leaving two, it out there. There are, there's the possibility of two spots. Two spots are open. I will seriously consider this. And you, and you'd probably let them call in, right? Maybe. Potentially. Maybe. Depends on how if, good your team is. Exactly. If your team's doing shitty, we're definitely bringing you on to shit on you. If your team does good, we'll definitely bring you on to let you gloat. If your team's just middle of the road, you just become another obstacle in my path to cha to a championship. So, sorry, not sorry. That's just how it's going to be. All right, I think we've bored him up with the fantasy <laughs> football talk. If that's a preview of what's to come, it, it's not. It's not. That I'm was sure, really basic. I'm sure just they running. loved how the, you broke down kicker points. That was just running down the basics of the league because I had always saved it on the back of my mind. I was just like, you know what? You need to adjust stuff in the fantasy league this year. But hearing you validate this, I'm going to run it back another, another year. You get one yard for, I mean, one point for every 25 passing yards. You get four, four for a touch, passing Ooh. touchdown. One point for a 40-plus yard touchdown passing bonus. Two for a 50-pluser. You get three points for having a quarterback throw for 300 or 399. You get four points for a 400-plusing passing yard game. Rushing. So there's a, okay, so a lot of built-in bonuses. It's incentive-laded. That mm -hmm. was instead of heavy. That's the one thing about this league is I for, did forget that. I might get rid of some of these bonuses. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm thinking about getting rid of them. 
That the the passing yard thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, I'd probably that's, get rid of that. That's a little too easy, especially in today's game. You're just giving free points to the mm-hmm. quarterback. So we did have a lot of quarterbacks that were projected around the 20-point mark when I think in your normal PPR league they'd probably only be around like the 13, 14, mm-hmm. you know. And then you get stuff like receiving where a 100-yard a receiving game, 1 to 199 is 2, 200 is 4. I think I might knock that down to 1 and, and 1 and 2, you know. A 50-yard touchdown reception is three points. Might have to bring that down a little bit. There. Yeah, that's too Just fluky. The incentives were – that's what I'm saying, man. The incentives right. were heavy. I'll be so. watching a game, and I'll see a corner <laughs> fall down, and I was like, oh, that sucks. You have a running back that has a 50-yard <laughs> touchdown bonus. That's three points. I might not – yeah, I'm going to definitely have to knock all these down. To, uh, I might do the same for the defense. ESPN or Yahoo? Which one do you use? SFIN. Okay. So be, do you have an account? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. So, yes, you will be getting the invite. Um, I do a Yahoo thing. I, I think if Casey's doing it for the meat department, if he's – He's going in. I've invited him into this league every year, or into a league every year, in, in, including this one that I initiated last year. And he's always just like, no, nah, man, I can't do it. I got too many other leagues. And I'm just like, and then he turns around and invites me into his family one. And I'm just like, um, okay, like for sure. I'll play against you, your wife, your your, your stepmom, your step, I mean, not stepmom, your, your mom-in-law, your dad-in-law. Uh, your dad, your brother, just part of the family. I guess, like all of a sudden, it's just like I have no idea. Like I just know that they're. You'll be in a family photo. <laughs> For real. People come over to the house. They're like, "Who's that guy in the background?" Oh, he plays in my fantasy league. Okay, sorry. I just got a distraction for a, dis- a message. Just talking about work-related stuff with that work bomb. It really was. I'm just now. I'm being like, oh, boom, boom. All right, I'll make the decision after. What were you saying? I'm sorry, that was really rude. I was. How good. dare work get in the way of this? I'm just another obstacle here. You're just another obstacle. That's that's just a joke. Oh, okay. bad joke. We were we were talking about Casey's fantasy league. Oh yes, I am part of it. Yeah, like I'd be yeah, in a family photo. Yeah. Sorry, get invited to the barbecue. That's ridiculous. No, I would never have it. It was just kind of weird to just like oh, here I am, just all in the family. Here we are. All right, we're good to go. Same last names. So, so yeah, defensive player, you're definitely going to want to transition. You're definitely going to want to go with a linebacker. That would be my suggestion. Corner, it's like, what's even the point? Because, you know. I'll just take whatever niner linebacker that Flan doesn't draft. I've had success with middle linebackers, and the thought process has always been pick a, mm-hmm. pick a guy that's going to be out on the field a lot. Yeah. So it's always usually just, like, I miss Puzlozny. That was my no, go-to whenever I needed a, like, you know. A, a defensive player. That was that was my go-to guy. He'd always get you 12, 13 tackles, maybe force a fumble or a fumble recovery. Occasionally, he'd come up with an interception, you a don't couple t- sacks. You don't do return yards. You don't get points for return yards, right? Oh, Be- I X'd out of the, the tab. Here, let me open it. Because been, there's been leagues I'll where I played where the, the IDP player is a, like they'll t- somebody will use a cornerback, and he does punt returns, too, and yeah, kick returns. I think I forgot about that. I, that's the one thing that I will get rid of for sure. So just when they thought we were done with <laughs> – just when they thought we were done. Maybe right. that'll edge them into the league. No, we'll see. They're like, well, I'm on yep, the fence. Yep, yep, yep. Miscellaneous. Every every 25 kickoff return yards was a point. Every 25 punt return yards was a point. Every kickoff and punt return touchdown was six. Yeah, I got to get rid of that. Okay, that's done. Uh, the, you might have pushed a person out now. The kickoff return yards fluke thing is, is done. It's over. Null and void. That's a no-go. Forever gone. So, yeah, slide in the show's DMs if you still want to be in this league. Potentially taking up to two teams. We'll see. I haven't decided yet 100%. But there's a possibility that if you show interest, we might let you in. Knock, knock, knock. We'll let you in. All right, so that'll do it for the talking points. We've 
definitely wasted their time enough on that stuff. So let's move on to Tim Brown's stat of the day. All right, so there's no Tim, but we are going to go deep into the vault of stat of the days that Tim has given us. And how about this one? This is from way back in basketball season that he, because remember, he sends about two or three, and then he decides which one he's going to use. Rajon Rondo joined Mark Jackson as the only players in NBA history to record a triple-double for five different franchises. In this case, Rondo's was Bulls, Celtics, Kings, Lakers, and Pelicans. That's a really good stat. That's impressive. Yeah. That is very impressive. Thank you, Tim, for that stat of the day, and enjoy the rest of your vacation out in Colorado. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimately. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Mateo, we're going to start out with a Fortnite world champion. 16-year-old, I don't even know what his username is, at Bugha, B-U-G-H-A, takes home the world the Fortnite World Cup solos title, and he wins $3 million. That's a giant win wow. for this kid. $3 million. Giant win. I don't understand it. Did he floss? Was I don't. That his, was that his victory dance? I'm going to click on the little video right here. We'll see what his celebration is like. Live reaction to the celebration. Confetti dropping, hands up in the air, clapping. He's very pumped. Very pumped. No ridiculous dance moves, so we're okay. 47-second video. We're about 12 in. He's running his hands through his hair. It's unbelievable. People still play Fortnite? 16 years old, and he just won $3 million because of his ability to play Fortnite. That is absolutely insane. Good on him. Yeah, he did not do any ridiculous dancing. I think he's more so overwhelmed at the fact that this (laughs) one just won $3 million (laughs) fucking dollars. He's all updating his bank account on his phone. He's like, when does it drop? When does the check drop? Yeah, bring that shit in. Yeah. Is that all at once? Is that lump sum? Or is it going to be monthly installments? Like, you tell me. What's it going to be? You have a take for esports? They're cool, man. If you can do it, do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it a sport. I like how it's esports is all right, but don't don't tell me that it's professional gaming is what it needs to be referred to. E-games. Yeah. So, so I mean, but it's whatever, you know. I'm still blown away at the, like, teams that have. Like, the fact that people are investing this much money into facilities. it tells me that it, you got to respect it. Right. You know, regardless of what your feelings are towards it. Fuck mm-hmm. you. you got to respect it, man. Somebody just won $3 million because their ability to play a goddamn video game. <laughs> that's the dream. That's insane. Yeah. And my mom always told me to turn them off and go play outside. Mm-hmm. Now, mom, I could have I made $3 million. All right. So next up on the winner's losers list, did you see this video of Trevor Bauer? Yes. So if you don't, have the video or do not have the knowledge of what we're talking about here trevor bauer in protest of not wanting to be taken out of a game decided to take a ball and huck it into center field over the fence in kansas city to which terry francona got his face and was not too upset with i mean not too happy with what had just been done bauer later said that it was immature and he's sorry and it seems like he's even patting Frank Cote on the back because he realized as soon as he did right, it. As soon as he saw him, he's like, my bad, I'm oh, so man, sorry. That's really dumb. I shouldn't have done that. So, again, 30-second clip. only going to watch about 25 seconds of that because I don't have the time. So, <laughs> what do you, is this a win or a loss? It's a win for the internet. <laughs> a win for us, a total loss right. for Trevor Bauer, man. You lost your cool. That's going to that's gonna live on, man. 
We don't care if you were deeply, you to, you deeply remorseful after. Because you did. You just hucked that thing out of there. That thing got out super fast. You know, I don't even see where it lands. And you don't because yeah, it's still, rumor high. has it, it's still in orbit to this day. So good for Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Take that L. All right, next up on the winners, losers list, we have Drew Brees. And Drew Brees was seen rocking custom Supreme Louis Vuitton Nike crossover cleats at training camp. Did you see this? Ooh, no. Search it on Bleach Report Kicks. It's about 1 o'clock this afternoon. Sure, it's just a, if I type in Drew Brees into Twitter, I'm You'll sure it'll be. You'll probably get those cleats. Super swaggy. 13. Match the red jersey, the do not 13. touch me, I'm a quarterback jersey. Let me go through. Drew Brees sucks. Oh, very Santa funny. Count. That's the first thing. Man, those are clean. Swag, dude. Swag. Total hype beast. Oh, my God. All about it. Old man swag. He won't be rocking those during the season, but it's still funny to see. I bet you, how much you want to bet he had to go ask some of the guys on the team? He's like, Supreme, what is... <laughs> when what they is, pitched it to him, he's like, like what? Yeah, he's like, so, like, we are Supreme, or like, no, He's no, like, what is the Supreme? The clothing brand. And the Louis Vuitton, like, I see the Louis Vuitton, but what's Supreme? Like, yeah, like, is that, is that a new Louis Vuitton line? I just want to know, what does he do with the cleats after he's done? Does he still practice in them? Is it a one-time thing? It's probably a one... For him, it's probably a one-time thing where he'll, like, sign those and, and auction mm-hmm. them off. I could totally see that happening with Drew Brees. I doubt that he's the type of guy to keep rocking those. That would be awesome though, if those were his practice cleats for yeah. the year. Like if he just kept those for the for Game the entire work. year. That'd be pretty dope. Saints now Super Bowl favorites. Oh, hey, Breezes, that's my quarterback. If it what if if it were not for Big Ben, I would definitely want Drew Brees on the Steelers. Give me that. All right, next up on the winners losers list, Jeremy Lin. And uh, Jeremy Lin wants us to feel bad because free agency has been tough because I feel like in some ways the NBA has kind of given up on me. Now, I feel, s- feel so bad for you, you, Jeremy. Do you feel bad for him? I'm Asian. Of course I do. Okay. Now, on the flip side of this, now you could totally hit me with a why, guys. Why, guys. Why, 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 why. But Jeremy Lin, I saw this tweet from somebody at Barstool earlier. I don't remember who it was, and their name is really not that important to remember for me right now. I just know that it was somebody affiliated with Barstool. I'll give him that credit there. That Jeremy Lin, and he, and he did, he tricked us after playing two and a half, maybe three weeks of some of the most outrageous basketball we've ever seen. He tricked that into a eight-year career, and he's going to have to retire millions of dollars, and he's going to have to retire a little bit early because – the magic has run out on the tomfoolery and the trickery. So he's a little upset. Now, granted, given that he started that journey with the Warriors, it is a little bittersweet to see it happen. But this will did just win a championship on the Toronto Raptors. What a perfect way to end your career. Granted, you didn't do much on the team, but get your ring and just enjoy it, man. I feel like people are lost on the rage of it, though. He's upset that he can't pursue his career. He isn't blaming people. He isn't upset about it. That he's uh, and people have like justified like he's made a lot of money. It's that he's in the prime of his career. He's known. He's a really well-known player. And honestly, I'm sure if you pulled up the stats on like Basketball Reference and compared him to other guys that are on the end of the bench, he probably has career because his defense is still really good. He's a really 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 in the prime of his career though, Mateo. What is he like? 28, uh, 29. I gotta Google this real quick. He is still relatively young. Jeremy Lin age. And it's nice to He's see some 30 years old, pretty much prime of his career. And so the, the context of it is that he's upset that, hey, my career in, in my prime, when all the roster spots are filled, I'm likely not going to be in the league. 
now we'll see how he handles it. I mean, if if, if he has to end up back in the D League, he's that's what you got to do to get back in. He might have to climb back in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take a look at this real quick, just a career breakdown. But that's the part that confused me is just how much people got prime they, of his career, yeah. huh? It's like Ka- it's like Kaepernick. Prime of his career was actually when he was playing in Brooklyn, 2018. He's had multiple injuries too. He's been injury prone. Yeah, that's a problem. It is, but I mean, how many guys have Not hopped good. on at the end of their? I mean, Anthony Bennett just got a deal. So I just want to let you know this is so. Jeremy Lin went from averaging two point six points for the Warriors in twenty nine games in 2010-2011. He then goes to the Knicks at the age of 23 in 2011-2012. In 35 games, he starts 25 of them, and he goes 14.6 with 6.2 assists, 1.6 steals, and he's doing it all in with two fouls, and he's shooting lights out. 47% field goal percentage. That's insane. For a guy who was averaging 2.6 points the year before, that's insane. Or 44%, excuse me. He was shooting 38% the year before. And there's been a slight decline, Mateo, ever since. He went 13.4, 12.5, 11.2, 11.7. Had a little bit of a jump back with Brooklyn, 14.5, 18 points. Then in Toronto, or in, in 2018-2019, where he bounced around, it was 9.6 because he averaged 10.7 in Atlanta and 7 points in Toronto. I just don't see the production. Oh, he's like right on the nose, but he's he, he was coming off an injury. He had a claw his way back in to get into a role, mm-hmm. and then he ended up being traded to a team that just wanted him there as insurance in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that he should be a sixth or seventh man off the bench, but could you make an argument for a one-year deal? I mean, like I said a, a couple minutes ago, Anthony Bennett just got a deal. What has Anthony Bennett have shown in the last two or, two or three years outside of some D-League perform- performances? That is true. I and would be interested to see what the Warriors bringing him back. But he's 6'3", so under, he's, he's, a he's, he's, he's a little He's a little undersized, but I, I'm pretty sure his defensive rating backed up that he's, he's a damn good defender. He can run a team. He's only 30. Yeah, he does not foul a lot. Right, we'll see. So they give him the, the winner or the loss there. Well, right now it's an L because he's not signing with anybody. Mm-hmm. So. It's unfortunate. We'll see what happens with Jeremy Lin. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, we have LeBron at his son's AAU game, just refusing to dunk, to participate in the dunk competition, but then going out in the warm-up line and throwing down dunks. I didn't see that. You didn't see it? No. Good. I saw him celebrating. Yeah, okay. I'm take this out. It's just, <laughs> it's, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I wish we could have seen him in the... All star. I mean, in the uh, dunk contest, that would have. That's all I really ever wanted, actually, with LeBron. So has he replaced any AAU coaches yet? No. no his, his Shocker. Son, his son does not require that type of, you know, running. Th- he doesn't. He doesn't call for coach firings. It'd be interesting to see how many teams he's transferred him to, though. <laughs> Bounce around. Cause that'd be like the equivalent of like you can't fire the coach, so instead you just move to a different team. I'm done with you. We're starting a new AAU team. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, we have a Klay Thompson injury update. And for everybody that thought Klay Thompson was going to be out for a very long time, I have some news for you. After spending some time with, who was he? Ryan Sheckler this weekend. Yeah, bro. What was he doing? They must be. They were jet skiing? Yeah, jet skiing. Jet skiing. Man, sport, three, weeks, three weeks removed from his, from his ACL injury, and he's now water skiing. Smashing white claws, I'm sure. Jesus. We're in a good place, man. We're in a good place. I'm not nervous about next basketball season at all. 
I'm just interested no, to see who they who they use to round out the roster. You can walk after an ACL injury. It's the cutting and running and rehab. And plus, with the criticism that the Warriors just face for KD, are they really going to rush him back? Probably not. But when he comes back, I'll know that he'll be 100% healthy because we know, all believe in Clay. I really though. Clay Thompson is amazing. Uh, just simply put, quite simply, there's really nothing else you can say on that actually. All right, next up on the winners losers list, we have the MLB trade deadline. Mateo. Who are some potential winners? Who are some potential losers from the MLB trading deadline? We do I have to come up with like a hypothetical or for a trade deadline that hasn't happened, or you're saying right now? Right now, oh. like what? Like are the Giants? You know, are, okay, so the Giants gonna make any trades? How about that? We'll just limit it to this. Is are the Giants yes, gonna make the any Giants trades? will make trades? I just don't know what direction. Do you know what direction they're gonna go I in? I don't know. That's right? what I'm asking you. Uh, I don't know. Oh, you're, okay. I, do I have a? There's no win or loss here. It's all just questions. We don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's all questions. If you want a winner for what happened today, Toronto is a big winner. They got the fourth and sixth best, best prospect from the Mets for Marcus Stroman. Who? Really? Yeah, and, and for a team that is, well, would I, you'll probably look up on the standings for the Mets, but the Mets, I believe, were six or six and a half, and then you have teams that are two to two and a half, the Giants in Arizona trying to figure out what to do. For them to bring on a pitcher is crazy to me. And, and to gut their gut their farm system. Uh, yes, the Mets are currently sitting at 15-55. They're 11 and a half games back uh, in the NL East. I give them credit. I mean, at least for their fan base, it's like, okay, we're going for it. We're you know, and and we're trying, have, okay? Right? And they have Stroman. I mean, Timmy was the one that made a point a, a couple uh, weeks ago about how you don't tank, you don't believe in tanking, and you, and you hope. And hey, credit to the Mets for that. I mean, they're gonna have question mark Thor, question mark Wheeler, question mark Matt. I mean, yes. that's a pretty damn good rotation. Yep, we'll see. Just don't like the price. All right, still giant question marks. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, we have UFC 240. Did you watch it at all last night? There was a UFC event last there night? There was a UFC no, event I, last I night. Didn't watch I didn't it. watch it either, but the two takeaways were the two. Well, I don't know if they were the co-headliner. Chris Cyborg. Jeez, she won a decision against Felicia yeah. Spencer. Wow, who is this Felicia Spencer, though? That was her first career loss. Who are you, Felicia Spencer? That's a win for her. She's Canadian, huh? She lost, but big win, just pushing it to a decision. Going three rounds with right. Cyborg? Hell yeah. Jeez. Gonna end up in a hospital after. And then Max Holloway won on decision against Fran Frankie Edgar. So congrats to Max Holloway for getting the championship back. I didn't even know that he lost it. UFC has, like, it's so hit or miss right now with the interest with, uh, with me right now because I don't know like they just they're not doing a good job of, I mean the ESPN thing it's not working for me it's not as great as I thought it was going to be I'm a little upset I can't lie I just I wish the coverage was just more consistent and I get that they put on ESPN plus and I get that they try to put it on ESPN like I know the the end game is ESPN plus but I really want more things on ESPN bigger fights on ESPN bigger build-ups I agree the, the you have to so I agree with big name the belt the belt fights have to be on ESPN. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the fight nights have to be what you get with the ESPN Plus coverage because the fight nights are going to be for a little bit more hardcore fans because they're going to see the number 1 contender fights or something like mm -hmm. that. Like but yeah, you need to if you're not going to put them if you're you just need to put some meaningful ass fights out there with right. some marketable guys or like the only way you're really going to attract attention at first is if you throw some hardware out there. Mm -hmm. And I can understand certain certain weight classes you want to have 
a little bit more priority on pay-per-view, that's okay. But you need to have the other divisions that you can throw out there and have championship fights on so that way you can get more people introduced and intrigued into actually buying into ESPN+. And that's what made it so tough with Fox was that their first fight that they, they advertised and they put out there was Kane. It was the heavyweight title fight. And then I was like, okay, these are the type of fights I'm going to get on Fox. I'm going to be tuning in. And then it just progressively got worse. And I guess it wouldn't even matter if you had a bunch of no-names on the card prior to mm -hmm. that championship fight, as long as you saw something with some hardware on the right. line. So you could still save the stable of fighters to have the intrigue of the subscription service. But mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's been a funky, funky little way that worked in it. Next up, on the last up, actually, on the winners and losers list, I have Rory McIlroy PGA Tour Golf, the video game. Okay, this is really just directed to EA Sports, but putting on that game, absolutely fucking impossible. It is, I, I, can, I can get the ball within seven feet of the hole, and I still, they still find a way to have me two putt for par. It is absolutely just so frustrating. So what type of system do they use? What do you mean? Like, I mean, what type of scale do they, or whatever you I have don't to know, do man. Putt? It's just, I'm swinging a joystick back and, and forth. And you have no idea what you're doing? And yeah, the little power bar at the underneath doesn't make any like meter doesn't make any real sense as to like where I'm supposed to start or stop, and the brakes on some of these greens are a little ridiculous. I know it's a video game and I'm complaining about it, but I downloaded it out of pure boredom on like Friday night, and because I was because I decided I wasn't going out drinking, I was gonna make the economic decision, and. I started playing it and it just I mean I kind of got hooked on it this weekend. And it's just been super frustrating ever since. And the putting is so fr the the driving, the chipping, the ending up in a sand trap. That's fine. Chipping out of the rough, all that's fine. That's a unique challenge in its own. Very realistic, and I'm happy because, you know, most of the times I get I, I take care of business. Other times, you know, you fuck it up every once in a while. You're just mm -hmm. like, oh shit. It's the putting that is just so. Anything that involves the green is so. Even if you need to chip onto the green from like a foot away, it is so touchy and so ridiculous. I'm just so frustrated. Did you end up downloading it? No. I Don't. Just, I just did the... Okay, good. Don't. Don't. Save yourself the... the Hashtag, the, here we go. Oh, what? They just showed the Steelers. Oh, on TV. <laughs> here we go. All right, so yeah, that'll do it for winners and losers. Now it is time for the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just it just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. So, Mateo, I open up my Twitter app, as we normally do for this segment, and I just want to say shouts out to Lucas Spence for dropping the... Ooh, Worldwide Wob is broadcasting a live police chase. Woo! Uh, and Lucas Spence has replied to a tweet, and bless this, because Twitter and their algorithm, it'll show me that he's replied to it. Most of you that have a Twitter know this. The debate that will now soon be raging all across the nation. Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop, which hits harder? Ooh. I love Wingstop. Wow. Plus, it's Rick, it's Rick Ross endorsed, too. I got to go the same. I'm, I'm with you there, man. Wingstop does hit harder. Yeah, I got to say, Wingstop hits harder than Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings for the atmosphere and everything they got going. Definitely. Well, Wingstop definitely just focuses purely on the wings. And the, all the different flavors. There's a lot more hype going on around B-dubs because of because of what's going on there. B-dub-dubs, I guess if you want to say it the correct way. But Plus, I'm always stoked during fantasy drafts. Somebody always brings Wingstop over. Oh, yeah. It's oh, the nicest. Dude, bomb. One time for just the 
last year's draft special. We didn't do one this year. Quack brought uh, burritos over it. That was clutch. Shouts out to Quack for bringing the burritos. That's creative. All right, so what do you got for us on the pop culture update now that we've settled the B-dubs Wingstop controversy? Chance the Rapper's album? Did you listen to it? What about it? Just in general. I was surprised at some of the different, like Randy Newman's on there. Oh, the You Got a Friend of Me guy? Yeah. Like yeah. how outside the box some of the people, uh, I think was a Death Cab for Cuties on there. Okay. Was that the one? I'm getting, uh, I could be getting my... I might try and listen to that later. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know. Do you like Chance? I've I've rarely listened to any of his stuff, to be completely honest. I have a different type of rap taste that just, you know, would kind of knock your socks off what and also leave you thinking, wow, what a stereotypical white kid. Uh, let's see. Little Nas X rejected a, a uh, remix. Really? Because it was political. It was uh, Pete... Can't pronounce his last name. He's one of the guys. One Buddha of the judge. yeah, one of the thirty Democrats running for president. Mm. I was surprised to see him actually reject one. Well, okay, so he said he didn't want to p- politically align with anybody. Ah, very yeah. smart, yeah. very smart, very smart. Taking the old Jordan Republicans buy sneakers too. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, could the Fast and the Furious franchise oh, head to space? Jesus Christ! So they're really gonna do that? That would be so on brand for Fast and Furious because they've already had him on a submarine, haven't they? Also on the world's longest tarmac yeah, that doesn't exist. The, yep. They'll have that in space. Jesus Christ. Space goes on forever. How many? What what number movie are they on now? What are they? Nine, days? and then there's the Hobbs and Shaw just fun. So, yeah, geez. we're looking at probably another three or four. Oh, my God. What? Okay, how about this, though? Just because I... <laughs> I don't want to make this political, but just how wild is it that we have the President of the United States weighing in on Sweden's <laughs> handling of ASAP Rocky? How fucking crazy is that? The Trump wheel. It just spins and what topic will they talk about? I just, you know, the best part about that was the memes. Was the I saw one tweet that said, imagine being the intern that had to go in there and, or that he said, he said, you know, make this, maybe there's certain tweets that he tweets off on his own time, mm-hmm. right? But or imagine being the intern that had to proofread that tweet before it went out, hey. saying, "Well, you gotta, you know." And then I saw a meme that said that uh, Kanye was looking at, was giving the phone back to Trump, and it's like, "Yeah, but you gotta change the S's to a dollar <laughs> sign, and then you're good to go." Like I could imagine that he's like, "Is it just ASAP, just at one, or is there a period after the A?" It's and then it's so pe- wild to me though that just like that's where we're. I mean. Hey, if it works, it works, and I'm not knocking it. But the idea and the fact that it's happening itself, wild. I mean, fucking wild. Simmons came up with it before Tyson's zone. I mean, Trump zone is its own for political. It's going to be referenced after whatever for hopefully four years. If it hits eight, I mean, whatever happens after this, uh, it's going to be the Trump zone. Everything will be judged in the Trump zone. All right, I got one here. Little Wayne has pulled out of joint Blink-182 show due to illness. Oh, and Blink's dropping a new album, too. The Forever's Force Cancel, Feeling Under the Weather. His participation in the joint tour was called into question earlier in the Mm -hmm. month when he abruptly walked off stage mid-set after saying, this might be my last night. Yep, he was only 20 minutes in, and he was like, I'm not feeling this. Interesting. Wow. Poor Little Wayne. Is it really little anymore, though? Do we really think Little Wayne's should, little anymore? It should be just Wayne. It should just be, yeah, Right, just once you hit 30. Grown-ass Wayne. Right, just so you're Wayne at 30. Who else is there? What other littles? There's a little pun. Little pun. Is little pun a guy? Am I making no, up a rapper you're name? No, you're making up a rap. 
No, you're thinking of Big Pun. No, I know Big Pun. Oh, okay. I thought there was a Little Pun a that little was out pun. there. Maybe there's a Little Pun. There's Little know. Everything at there's this little moment. Pun. Little Dicky. Little Nas X. How long oh, yeah, is he going to say oh, yeah, Little Nas X? Yeah, yeah Little Dicky. His is good. It's good justification, though, his name. Who? Little Nas X, though. I don't understand where the X comes from. Uh, DMX. It's his three favorite rappers. Who? Uh, little Nas X. He, so he's named after he, he came up with, he combined Little Wayne, Nas, and DMX. Huh. Is that really where the name that's, comes that's from? That's where the name came from. Really? So, like, okay, had, you no. get to keep Little. Huh. Okay, that makes sense. That's kind of funny, actually. Or, of course, this could be me being old, and I, I read something that made total sense, but it's not real. That it's not real at yeah, all. But that, I'm buying it. I'm totally going with it. Wow. Okay. So, so he Nas, really. Interesting. The DMX, I could see. It's about hype, getting people hyped up. But Nas, I saw a tweet not too long ago that said Nas used to have a, a beef with uh, with with dope beats. That was just like Damn. like he just I, that's not that was a really shitty summar, summarization of what, of what the tweet was. That was really blunt, and I'm sorry, Nas, but there's the tweet was is that yeah he just he had a beef with with having like good beats, and you know it was just and it was kind of funny because the beat selection that he had was a little interesting, a little <laughs> little out there, a little different. So, do you have anything else for the pop culture update, Mateo? Done. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I'm tapped out. Yeah. All right. So good show. That you show. think so? Yeah, good I show. I think so. Okay, then that's good short and s- short and sweet. Keeping it short and sweet. Uh, about an hour and twelve minutes. Yeah. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything to say before we log off? For well, you won't be back for a week. So. No. No. I'll you don't have anything to say? No. Vacation mode. That's right. You uh, hopefully, won't be the Gi- hopefully the Giants make a good trade. So you won't be here for the next two shows. I'll be back. I'll be back for the 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 show that you have before you go on your two week break. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So when I text you and ask you about the show and you say I'm on vacation, remember don't don't be mean. I'll be I'm on vacation. I'm just gonna it'll just be vacation mode with parentheses around it. Okay. Thank you. Because then I'll then I'll text you an apology text and then I'll just and then I'll completely forget until the next week when I do the same thing. And then the week after, when you're good to go, it'll be like, all right, right I'll, I'll send you the text. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was, I thought the show today was at seven. If so I, I reception up there. I was going to send you the text of, I'm on my way. And it was like 6.54. I stepped out, locked my door. And then I was, opened my phone. And then I'm looking and I saw 7.30. And I was like, oh, I'm actually yeah. really now early. Now you got to go sit inside for about 20 minutes. Right. Turn on the computer, open up Twitter on the desktop. Find something to do. Right. <laughs> and I'm all, refresh, refresh. Jesus. All right, do, so yeah, that'll do. Do, do we want to close with the little giants really quick? Do you have any interest of little of giants? The San Francisco Giants before the trade deadline. Is there anything you what about them? Anything you want to see them do? Are you happy where they are? I'm ecstatic to where they're at right mm-hmm. now, dude. I want to. I'm. I'm. As much as I picked on them earlier for saying that they're not going to do anything and they're going to bomb, bring it. I dare them. I dare them to do it because they've been on such a tear right now that I think there's something special brewing there. They could be buyers. They can be buyers. I don't want them giving up anything in the farm league. I want them giving up stuff that's currently on roster. Part, part of me is kind of like if they, if like Thor, if there's something that maybe Farhan, if he's got too much of what he doesn't like, if, if they can get themselves in there. I want to give up Bart. I want to give up Luciano, but like Ramos, maybe Ramos, Anderson, another minor league piece. Maybe that gets you Thor. You're getting deep into the farm system right now, man. It's so deep. I'm like, I can only keep up with 50% of it. Ramos, at least. Jeez. Well, but it'll be at least it's interesting. I mean, we we went into this being bummed out, and and now we're very sad. Right? I had very low expectations this year, and now my expectations are sky high. 
right? Your so, can, like can be our caller of they're gonna win the wild card I game. I am hooked. I am hooked in. Uh, yeah, every game's interesting. Oh, we even talk about Joe West and Bum. What do you want to talk about with them? No, I was, I was joking. Just their relationship. Yeah, just their relationship, and it's they actually had a, they actually had a lighthearted moment today. And Joe West wasn't a complete dick. I love when umps are not all about trying to make it all about themselves. Because believe it or not, we did not all drive out to the ballpark to watch you guys. Came out to watch the players, not blue. I don't give a fuck about the umps. All right, so yeah, that'll do it for us. Until next time. Whoa, 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 whoa. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Peace. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey. Niggas talking. I'ma water worry about it. Setting transits. Niggas late like Jimmy Fallon. Moving silence. I don't speak upon the violence. Love you with that. Pledge allegiance to the flagging. Bring your static. Talk your shit and drop your address. We got time today, so check your rollie and your paddock. Backstage, Shorty John Stockton, where's your passes? Looking at a star, not Ray Charles, where's your glasses? Cop card next to us got flipped off like gymnastics. Pick six, I'm to the house like UPS with that package. Office smelling that sweet smell of that short term satisfaction. My shit in the way blasting. Open doors and go Casper, nigga. I'll feature like Jasper. Hit that bit with a multi-milli after. Yeah. I remember what y'all broke niggas said backwards. Yeah. Burning bitches with some nicks in this backwood. Yeah, we don't let shit slide. We don't let shit slide.